Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us to that place this morning. Let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you again for your gospel, for that truth that Jesus died for our sins, that he rose again, and that he will take us to be with him, that we will be a part of that resurrection, God, when Jesus returns. It is glory, it is wonder, it is amazing, God, and we just bow before you this morning and we say thank you. We thank you for your love, we thank you for your presence, we thank you for your spirit and for what you are doing in and through and around us this morning. God, as we are gathered here and we turn towards your word this morning, we just pray that you would speak, that you would open our eyes and our hearts to hear from you, that we would be challenged, that we would be seeing you in a new and a deeper way, that we could love you a little more deeply and follow you a little more closely and share you a little more freely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this morning we actually have a special treat before we dig into the sermon proper today. We're going to hear a sermon from some of our young folks, a little bit of a testimony. But two of our church family went on a little bit of an adventure with God on the last number of months uh, through the fall and the, and the winter. Here they were living and working with YWAM, Youth with a Mission, on a discipleship training school. And they're going to be sharing just a little bit of their story here with us this morning. Ethan Stevenson and Paige Gatsky stepped out in faith to follow where God was, was leading them. They got to see and experience God in new and exciting ways and to see the ways that God is working to be stretched and challenged in their own journey with Him. And so we're going to invite them on up here this morning and they're going to share just a little bit. And there's obviously a little bit more. Come on up. Don't be afraid. There you go. You guys are going to have a microphone and everything. It's going to be scarier than this. Um, we're going to share just a little bit of their story, and obviously there's a lot more than they can share just in a couple of minutes here this morning. So we would encourage you to catch them after the service or take them out for a coffee, and they have uh, just amazing testimonies of the ways that God was speaking and working, the things that they saw and did. Uh, we'd encourage you to chat with them and just let them share the joy of God's presence in the things that they saw and they did. But we're just going to hear a little bit of their story. Paige is going to go first here and just share a little bit of uh, what she did, what she saw and experienced. Um, as Pastor Dustin has mentioned, my name is Paige, and about a month ago, I arrived back home from Honolulu, um, and back in September, I had left for six months to do a DTS there, and while I, while I was there, I got to learn more about who God is and how to live that out as a Christian. One of my favorite weeks was the week we were taught on identity in Christ. Um, we were learning who we were as sons and daughters of the King, realizing that though we have sinned in the past and still continue to fall into temptation, that we are not any more or less a daughter or a son of the king. Um, Jesus loves me regardless of my past, and that's pretty awesome. After being in Hawaii for six weeks, or three months, um, I did a missions trip to Mexico. I spent four weeks in Mexico City, where I got to work in a safe house with girls, girls ages 8 to 19 to 20-ish. We would um, play games, dance, and just spend time with them. Sometimes we painted their nails, did their hair, and it was just a time to love them and love them for who they were created to be and not for who um, they were forced to be in their past. After our time in Mexico City, we went to Tijuana, and that was one of my favorite places to go. We were there for six weeks. In that six weeks, we did a lot of different ministries, including um, Homes of Hope, and we got to build a house for a beautiful family, and to watch a little girl go and jump on her own bed, that was really sweet. Um, 
our work was really focused in Zona Norte in Tijuana, which is one of the biggest red light districts there. And one night on the beach, I was told I was sharing my testimony with um, no preparation. And so I just got up and started talking. I shared more than what I was originally intending on sharing. And I am so glad I did because a young man came up to me and asked if I spoke Spanish and I don't speak Spanish at all. So I quickly grabbed a translator and he kept telling me through the translator how much he admired me for sharing and sharing stories of forgiveness and how Jesus showed up in my life because his plans in Mexico were not plans um, for good. He was there to um, do some not nice things. And afterwards he was like, no, I'm going back home and I'm going to spread the love of Jesus. And that was really cool to witness. And so, yeah, it was awesome to see how God showed up in real and tangible ways. Yeah, so my name's Ethan. Um, so uh, similarly to Paige, I was in uh, Hawaii for three months, uh, learning about God, having a great time. It was super awesome. Uh, one of my favorite weeks there, we learned about uh, the concept of original design. And that was kind of the idea that God has this original design for us that we, he wants us to live out. And that was just a really, like, um, really awesome thing for me to, like, just have a lot of confidence in myself that God can work through me. Um, so that was, yeah, one of my favorite weeks there in Hawaii. Uh, so we were there three months, and then I also went to Mexico for missions. Uh, and the main ministry we did in Mexico was Homes of Hope. So there was one team building houses, and we were on the evangelism team. So we would go around and check in on people, pray for people. Uh, it was a really, like, fruitful place. We saw a lot of healing, a lot of just a lot like God was really working there. Um, one of my favorite things, we, uh, uh, we prayed for this guy. He couldn't walk. He had a cane. He couldn't go to work. And they prayed for him, and next thing, he didn't need his cane. He threw it away and had a Bible, and then next day, we, he was going to work. It was, it was incredible. Um, yeah, one thing that really stood out to me, uh, especially on missions, was just how, like, accepting people are to hear the good word. Like, you'd go up to someone and be like, hey, can I, can I share Jesus with you? And they'd, like, sit down with you and be like, yeah, tell me all about it. It was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just as a result of that, I think there's just so many new people, like, in YWAM, and that was just so awesome to see. Um, yeah, another thing that I, I saw in YWAM that I've just never experienced before was uh, like kind of like seeing the physical manifestation of the Holy Spirit and just how powerful that can be in healings and just bringing new people to faith. Um, and it was really cool to see that through my friends and even through myself, which was amazing. Uh, I really learned how to put God before me uh, in the day-to-day -day things instead of just the big picture and how before each day going out and doing uh yeah, doing missions, we would just pray, and how we'd, like, let God lead us through the day, and that was really powerful, I think. Um, yeah, and also just how to trust in him and know that he will provide for us even when we don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, 
Well, thank you guys for being willing to share, and just, uh, it was an absolutely incredible journey for both of you, and so I just invite us to, I just want us to pray together, and I'd invite you to just, if you're comfortable, to maybe just open your hands, and just uh, just the things that God has spoken here through these two young people, and just might be inspiring in your heart, if we want to re- just receive uh, God's word this morning, and just uh, the challenge and encouragement that they've laid before us, just the ways that God is working and alive here this morning, uh, so let's just pray together. Father God. We just receive this word. We just receive this encouragement. Uh, we thank you for the ways that you are at work here and in and around the world. And God, just the journey that Paige and Ethan have been on, the things that you have spoken into their heart and into their life, God, we want to receive those things as well. We want to be challenged by those things as well. God, you are here. You are present everywhere. And we know that you are at work here just as much as anywhere else. And God, so just the special things that they were able to do and see, we pray that you would bring those things here, that we would see those healings, that we would see your spirit moving, that we would see your gospel spoken, that we would see prayer being laid on people and just the lives being transformed. And so the journey that they've been on, God, we just pray that you would seal that in their hearts, that you wouldn't allow uh, the enemy to take any of those pieces away, that you would bury it deep and that they would be able to just bear fruit from the things that you've poured into them, God. So we just pray over them, your blessings and your protection, and as you carry them forward on the mission and the journey that you lay before them, God, that they would move with boldness and confidence and that we would be able to walk in that same confidence. So God, we just thank you for your presence and what you are doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for sharing this morning. Well, it is uh, so incredible to see the ways that God is at work all around us in the world. His Spirit is so real and so alive, and He is transforming lives. He is transforming our world. He is bringing hope and life and healing and peace and joy and salvation. Everywhere, all the time, God is moving. And He is inviting us to pursue Him, to walk intimately with Him, and to invite others to journey with us as we follow Him, to share that journey, to see and experience together who God is and what He is doing. It's incredible. It's exciting, and it's happening all around the world and around you, here and now, today, in your life. But as we turn to God this morning, as we continue in this journey this morning together, let's turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, we're going to be continuing our study of the gospel, the truth and the hope and life found in Jesus and the hope we have for forgiveness and freedom. And we're going to read just some of this chapter together again this morning as We've said so many times there is so much here. It is so difficult to capture all these different pieces. I challenge you to come back to this passage on your own this week and really study it and meditate on it. To read through it and pray through it. To spend some time listening to God, letting Him speak to you through His Word. What He has done for you. What He desires for who you. Who Jesus is. The promises held in this chapter. The things he longs for you to embrace. Truth, life, relationship with him. We're in the second half of this gospel of John. And we're with Jesus and the disciples in the upper room. Right before his arrest and his crucifixion. We're coming again closer and closer to Easter week soon here. Holy week. When we will remember and meditate on the cost of our sin and the love of our Father for us. 
the lengths to which he is willing to go to save us. But Jesus is with his disciples here in the upper room, eating the last supper with them and giving them his last teachings before he would go to the cross, encouraging them, challenging them, and preparing them for what was about to happen, even if they didn't really understand. They've eaten the evening meal, the Passover meal, and afterwards Jesus got up and performed this extraordinary act that we talked about last week, washing his disciples' feet. God himself humbling himself for them, for us. And he begins to tell them about what is going to happen, even that very night that he was going to be betrayed. That he was going to be leaving them. And that they couldn't go where he was going. And that they were in fact even going to deny even knowing him. And the disciples are upset. They're confused. They're scared. What is he talking about here? What do you mean we can't go where you're going? We're with you right now. Just take us with you. We'll follow. But they don't understand. Jesus tries to explain, tries to comfort them, tries to prepare them for what's going to be coming. So he says to them, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing His work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, 
The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Amen. John 14 is one of the biggest chapters in the whole Bible. It's part of this group of chapters that we call the Upper Room Discourse. Jesus' last teaching and prayer with His disciples before His arrest. And in these chapters, 14 to 17, Jesus lays out some gigantic things. Lavish and incredible promises of what the future holds for us. Deep truth that we need to understand and embrace. And the assurance of the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and guide us. Every one of these chapters could be a sermon series in itself. There's just so much here. Eternity, mission, life in the Spirit, connection with our Father. It's huge. It's so much. But as I was praying and preparing this week, and again, we have testimonies and things, and you've got to roast in the oven, so we've got to move quick, right? We've got, we got to get out of here. But as I was praying and just trying to, how do we focus this today? How do we find something in here. And God just kept leading me back over and over again to just the first six verses of this. And it, it struck me in a way that it never really had before. There's incredible promise that Jesus makes to us here right at the beginning of this chapter that we just need to be reminded here now today, hear me, that Jesus is coming back. That there is more than this. All of this. There's something more going on that He is going to take us to be with Him where He is. Heaven is real. and He will take us there. That sounds crazy. It sounds weird. Even if we grew up in the church, when we say it out loud, it can still kind of feel weird sometimes. But it's, it's not something that we talk about nearly enough and it's incredibly important. And it must be, because that's what Jesus begins with here. It must matter. It must be important that we understand this first, because that's the thing that Jesus starts with when he's trying to reassure his disciples. He's just told them that he's going to leave. He's just told them that they can't follow him this time. The place he's going, they can't come with. And they're upset and scared and confused. And this is what he starts with. His teaching over these next few chapters ranges into huge and important things. But this eternity is first. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Whatever is going to happen, these things you can't even imagine are going to happen. You don't understand what I'm telling you, and I'm going to be leaving you, and you don't get it, but do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, 
that you also may be where I am. That you also may be where I am. I love the way he phrases that. This is what he wanted his disciples to know, first and foremost, that heaven is where he is. And where he is, is where we need to be. The gospel, this whole thing that we've been talking about is about this, being with God. Salvation, forgiveness, redemption. Romans 1.16, our theme verse of this whole thing, the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. Jesus will take us to be with Him where He is forever and ever and ever. Amen. It's a promise. It's a certainty, a guarantee from Jesus himself right here in that room. John heard him say it, heard the promise with his own ears, and he wrote it down that we might believe it too. Jesus says, you know the place, the way to the place where I am going. And right away we think directions, a map, a path. And Thomas kind of echoes our thoughts, our instinct exactly. Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is it. The way is not a path or special knowledge or directions, it is a person. Truth is not a philosophical concept or a scientific study, it is a person. Life is not self-actualization or fulfillment or an eat, pray, love poster. Life is a person. Jesus is these things in himself, in what he is, in who he is, and he is enough. And he invites us to experience these things in him. Invites us to find the way, the direction we search for so desperately in everything we do in him. To find the truth we so deeply know is out there in Him. To find the life we so hunger for in Him. Jesus is everything. Relationship with Him is everything. And I so deeply just want to be with Him. Where He is forever. And that experience starts right here, right now. As we embrace the way, the truth, and the life that Jesus offers, everything here becomes different. 
There's the words of that great old song, this world is not my home. They ring so true for the believer. This world is not my home. I'm only passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. When we embrace Jesus, this way, this truth, truth, this life, nothing else fits quite right anymore. The things we used to pursue, the things we used to care about, we used to value, even need, they just don't matter the same. When we're with Jesus And the things that he values, they start to come into focus more and more. And our life here starts to look different. It's so fascinating because as our vision becomes more focused on him, the things of this earth, this life, somehow they don't even become less important. They even become more important. Because when we see the world as he does and we desire to build his kingdom, not our own, We want to help others see that too. It enhances everything. Everything we do to build our own kingdom here on earth, to build our own wealth and comfort and security will all rust and fade away. But His kingdom is eternal. And as we live with Him, He will draw us more and more into His kingdom, His mission, His vision, His purpose. And we will begin to understand what it means to be with Him. Here, now, and for eternity. Ethan and Paige got a taste of it on their mission with YWAM. But it's not just for them. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, whether you're a student or a doctor or a teacher or a lawyer or a plumber or a farmer or a pastor. Jesus wants you to be with him where he is. To see him where you are. How he is at work. Follow Him, to know Him. Eternity starts right now. And no matter where you are or what you're going through, Jesus wants you to be with Him because with Him we can face anything that's put in front of us. Do you want to be with Him? There's so much more that we're going to be exploring in Jesus' teachings in these chapters over the next few weeks, but He starts with eternity, with the promise that He will take us to be with Him, where He is forever. And I can't wait. Let's pray together this morning. Father God, we can scarcely begin to understand these incredible promises that You have for us. What does it mean that you're coming back? What does it mean that you're going to take us to be with you where this place is? But God, that first promise, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. We don't need to understand. We don't need to be able to know all of these things. We just need to know you. With you we can find peace. With you we can find hope. 
With you, we have everything that we need. And as we follow you, God, you will lead us. As we spend time with you, Jesus, you will be present with us. You will change us and transform us. And we will know peace. We will know the way. We will know the truth. We will have life in you. Father God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus' teaching in this room with these men. We thank you that you recorded these things for us, that we can see and know and trust the things that Jesus has said to us. Help us to trust the things that Jesus has said. Amen.